This is the K-Pop Cast, bringing you the best sounds and ideas in K-Pop. I'm your host, Stephanie. I'm your PD and Michaela. I'm DJ Peter Lowe, and I'm introducing our special Moomoo for this episode, our special <laughs> Moomoo guest for this episode. It's Amanda. Amanda, what brought you to the K-Pop Cast? So, in my... Uh morning routine of checking Reddit, seeing what's new on r slash Mamamoo, I saw a post by someone named Good Asian Driver, and I was like, huh, ah, I know who funny. that is. Yeah, right. I, I, I've seen that name before. Very clever. And sure enough, when I clicked on the sample twice, the Feels music video that, or sorry, the podcast that you guys did before, I was like, oh, I know Peter Lowe. I'll message him right now. <laughs> I want to review this. So, yeah. Um, good to be here. Uh, thanks for having me. So, well, welcome, Amanda. We, we have you on so that we can all shit on this song, and then you can be the redeeming factor. <laughs> Wait a minute. It, so we don't get in trouble with, with the moomas out there. I'm just kidding. You know, we Hopefully haven't even said what song we're talking about. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> You're tainting the listeners. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, this week we are discussing We Ins, Make Me Happy, or Om Yo He. But before we dive into that, first, our hit replays. And as usual, hit replays are songs we recommend y'all listen to on repeat or replay for the week. But breaking news, we have a playlist of our hit replays for the year in the description of this episode. Thanks, Michaela, for putting that together. Ooh. All right. Michaela, why don't you just go first? What's your hit replay? Yeah, because mine's, mine's no surprise. Like If you listened to our last episode, you probably know that my hit replay this week is Changmin's Devil. I, yeah, I, you I were couldn't already get away talking about this last week. <laughs> yes, this album has my soul. It's so epic. It's so there's so many things I could talk about. You know, this is a you know a debacle not in itself. Just the amount the amount of just artistry and epicness that this song has. Um, but I think if I was just going to point out one thing for for right now, just be quick about it, is to point out that this is his pandemic song. Mm. Like I feel like we've had a lot of like pandemic songs that have this kind of limp optimism and and happiness to them that <laughs> no true that yeah like you know they just you know they, there's hollowness but this there's just so there's there's a darkness there's an epicness and it's because he's the devil in this case is this personification of all of the stress and the hardships and the pain that people have gone through and you know you you can't just go through that and not have that affect you on the inside so he's talking about you know the darkness the devil that's out there but there's also the devil that's inside and accepting that pain and overcoming it and knowing that you are strong and you can take that rain, you can take that pain. So just let it come. So just let it rain. That's yeah. deep. Yeah, well said, right? Michaela. Uh, again, that's the abridged version. Please go go check out the album. Go check out everything. It's just the visuals alone are, are, are so mm-hmm. epic. So speaking of epic visuals, Pilo, <laughs> tell us about your hit replay. Yeah, right. another, another male soloist. <laughs> yes. My hit replay comes from the legendary, the venerable Jong Min Ho. Yes. And his song <laughs> that is like 
peak dad energy. Yeah. Uh, right answer. <laughs> like this, when I discovered this song in my YouTube recommendation algorithm, like okay, what what is this? And it's just all my kinds of, of cheese and 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 silliness. It's like a modernized trot song. I really love how uh, it's got you know trot singer guttural vocals yeah. at, at moments. It's got like everything you want in a music video. It's got these like '80s inspired synths and snares. It's got a key guitar, whatever, however you say it. It's got a DJ uh, rocking out and um, beautiful backup dancers. So check it out. It's uh, Jungmin Ho's right now. <laughs> AKA Sexy Ajashi Number One from Mr. Yeah. He's pretty nice to look at. Just mm-hmm. check it out for, just for that. Former idol from like the, <laughs> the 90s. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's, he's nice on the eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But Stephanie, what is your hit replay? Yes. Like, Speaking of nice on the eyes, <laughs> nice on the ears. I know I, I love the tie ins for each song. Um, my hit replay is a KRB groove by Gemini featuring Camo and Woods called Mia. And I encourage everybody to check this out. I've actually been replaying it in my car and <laughs> in my headphones because the guitar, the instrumentation, yes. the piano, the layering with the airy vocals just takes me away to another place. It's perfect to drive uh, in the sunset, the dusk with this playing in the background. I just love the mastering of this song. Like, the, yeah. you've got good speakers or headphones that are well-tuned for non-bassy, more acoustic-sounding music. Acoustic, like, yes. Yeah, this is that type of song. Everything around me disappears Something being lonely Finally, our special guest, Amanda. Tell us about your hit replay. So for my hit replay, it's kind of an older song. It's about two, oh, sorry, three years old. We're in 2022. Um, <laughs> it's Dreamcatchers Over the Sky. And they had a like a dance performance video to it. They didn't right. really, it wasn't like an actual music video. But it was uh, to commemorate their two-year anniversary. And in the essence and spirit of hit replay, I listen to this every time I lift. Um, so I, when I first like heard it, I like you know I was reading the lyrics and you know the YouTube has like the English subs that they're like they come up and thankfully a lot of Dreamcatcher music videos they have English subs provided. So good on Dreamcatcher company. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was a time when I lost someone close to me, and the lyrics were kind of like um, just like 
kind of like I'll see you again you know like we'll be together some someday um, you know I'll see you like over the sky um, and it was like it, it could be for like you know like a friendship that's lost or heartbreak or someone who's passed but like I thought it was really like fitting for what I was going through so I think I just have that like attachment to it but um also, fun fact, in their, I guess like right before the last chorus or the beginning of the last chorus, they use Korean sign language for uh, the lyrics. Ooh. So I thought that was a really cool uh, addition and also very like inclusive to include sign language in their choreo. So check it out. It's a good one where they put the extra wide resolution really yeah. helps for a choreocentric self-made exactly. music video so. yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. we, pu- we put this in the category of like kind of like the DIY-ish style like very low budget music videos but yeah. it's still like still dream catcher quality All right, on to Wean's Make Me Happy. For the podcast listeners following along at home, go ahead and grab that YouTube URL for the music video, Wean, Om Yohei, Make Me Happy. And uh, we're going to count down to when we press play on our end so you can match up with us. All right, so, so Peter, here we take go. It away. Three, two, one, go. Beautiful butterflies. I thought that was a moth at the beginning. I wasn't sure. Yeah, no, but. it's a, it's a pinabi, a, a white cabbage butterfly. Oh yeah, cabbage butterflies. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of my trip to Anguilla. They were all over. Yeah, they're an invasive species. <laughs> Don't say that. Yeah, but we open open on wheat oh, so on a, a bed of, of white marked magnolias. By a lot of great transitions. Going from the yeah, flowers, real the butterflies, and then also the different rooms here. Wallpaper butterfly. Just like the little details of the lights turning on above mm-hmm. her. Mm. Bunch of stuff on the mirror we can't read. Was <laughs> that magnolia? I think. Magnolia. So we, I want to talk about that a little bit later. But yeah. Many sides of we in on the TVs. And like right here, I was getting really strong Alice in Wonderland vibes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at lots of picture frames. So of aesthetically pleasing. She's in a flowy, sheer seafoam green fairy dress. Yeah, all of her dresses in this are gorgeous. <laughs> Then we're back to the beginning. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize it was a full circle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Except now, things now are... the white flowers are have bloomed into multiple colors. Yeah. And there's more flowers on the bed. And more flowers. Mm. More extravagant. Yeah. Flowers in the Lovely kitchen. Lovely piano coming on. through here. <laughs> mm. Oh, it is progressively more colorful. Yeah. And here, like, at this moment, I felt like I actually smelled something. Right. <laughs> like, I, I felt like I was inhaling the pollen and the perfume. 
can't now things are getting very Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. The, the floating objects. For sure. Yeah. And falling, like down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. The stripped down bridge. With just piano. Now she's just floating, surrounded by petals. Where's she going? Where's she gonna end up? The transformation into a flower is almost complete. And all the butterflies can't get enough of her swarming around. So I guess this is the way to connect you to the very intro where we were in the the, the tunnel, right? With yeah, all the but now, now the white flowers are... Yeah, she fell through the color. tunnel mm. into this house. Oh, this, 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 dress. this is my favorite, this beautiful pink. Boom. Mm. What does that say? Hui. 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 It's yep. the album. Okay. In the yep. mood. Mm-hmm. It's her Instagram mm. handle, too. <laughs> that was a music video that I felt like I could feel and smell. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> Aromas, textures, fragrance. Yes. But uh, anyway, so so some quick background on Wien's second mini album. This is her first album since departing RBW. Mm-hmm. And I want to acknowledge that it also comes out like right next to her other former band <laughs> label mate, Moonbeal. Yeah, who is still at RBW, I believe. Right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, Wayne has signed to The Live, which is Ravi's right now, just like a voc- solo female vocalist label, because her only other label mate is Ailey. So with this comeback, you know, being her first, you know, solo away from RVW, her first project that's really able to show her true color, there was a lot of focus that could be put on it because there's only one other person. And you definitely see that in the album tracks because Ravi's name is on every every single track mm. on the album. So there was a lot of support for, for this project for her. Yeah, it's in stark contrast to her first mini album, which I guess yes. a lot of people said was like hella rushed. Like mm. there was a rapper who only had like one hour <laughs> to like come up with the lyrics and record it and then drop it. And then it was like, oh, okay, no. yeah, I guess that, that is, came together. That is the point that all people are making is there were a lot of collabs on that album too, but this one right. is just her. Okay, turn to you, Amanda. Is there anything else that you just wanted to say about the timing, the context release of this yeah, album like, single? In, in context of Mamamoo, too. Yeah. Um, well, I guess for her Red album, she released it like right before her birthday. So I feel like mm-hmm. that kind of played into maybe, you know, getting it out when she wanted to put it out. Because she wanted it as like, first of all, her birthday, kind of like a birthday gift to us, which Mamamoo is like famous for you know like the fan service is always there um like whenever it's their birthday they give us gifts like i don't understand like like, (laughs) we don't deserve them um no but i think a combination of that plus i think you know with the announcement of you know solar and moonbill staying at rbw that was i think january of that year and then they announced it the same week or the same day, I don't even remember. It was like so close together. And everyone was like, what's Hwasa and Huyen gonna do? Like, are they gonna stay, are they gonna go? And you know, Hwasa's got her own, like she's got, I live alone, she's got all the other endorsements. Like she's she's set, you know, like everyone knows who she is. Um, yep. And like, I don't think she needed to, I, personally, I don't think she needed to stay, um, but you know, it's like the company that brought them up and you know, 
there's a loyalty aspect. However, like, you know, after Hwasa said, yeah, I resigned, everyone was just talking about, Huyen, where are you doing? Where are you going? Are you staying? Um, and I think, you know, partially she just knew that, like, this is what I'm thinking, of course, total mm-hmm. fan speculation. Mm-hmm. But, like, she was kind of, like, forgotten, I feel. Like, in I, certain I would things. agree with that as a yeah, non mumu Like, that was my impression. Like, in the past, you know, like, year or year and a half in, you know, lockdown pandemic, she had cranked out so many dance videos and so many, all this other solo content that was, like, amazing to see her finally showcase that talent because I think she got overshadowed by Moonbyul a lot. Not, no, like, no, you know, shade against Moonbyul, you know, like, right. um, they're both very, very talented dancers, but, like, Huyen, I think she needs her chance to shine and I think, you know, you know, leaving RBW might have been the best move for her and she can do really whatever she wants uh, in her creative side and yeah I think she really can blossom now in her own her own environment and still staying with Mamamoo until like December 2023 for all the promotion activities I think that's a great that's a great move and I'm glad that they could work that out because um, you know the four of them as much as they're great solo artists they're amazing together and oh, yeah. just Our their house. dynamic yeah, yeah, right yeah. their friendship they're you know all this like they're, they're such good friends and they've been through so much and um like as a mumu it made me happy that she can at least you know do that and not she's not you know pigeonholed into like oh you must do your solo or you gotta stay with mama moo um so i i really am happy for her that she's getting her yeah. chance and, now and then that was the thing again as somebody who is also not a mumu you know looking at the group She's always been that one that kind of feels like the the connector between the other three members oh. because it feels like she has all of those same abilities that the other three have. And so she kind of is the center. But it was hard for me as like, you know, somebody who's not a fan or doesn't know all of her work to kind of see where she differentiates because I like, oh, I see her be that belty queen that Solar is or I see her be the the husky vocal that. Hwasa uh, mm. is, or I see mm. her be the dancer and like charismatic side that Moonbill has. But yeah. what is Queen? Like who who is Queen's color? And I've, I've mm-hmm. really this so far with this project, I feel like I've really been able to see what that actually is. Well, seeing who Wein actually is, uh, <laughs> let, let's talk about like the the message and lyrics and story that were being given. So the whole EP or the whole album, you know, she talks about. Or I think it's based off the you know, colors, uh, you know, dark versus light. Um, and she's really, I think, taking you know, her previous title track from Red, you know, Watercolor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noted that there was, you know, really key, some key phrases in there that it was about her, you know, showing new sides of herself and uh, painting the picture she wants to, to, you know, display to the world and kind of just like showing up for herself too. I got I got that impression because, um, yeah, it, it made me happy. I think she at first I thought she was talking about somebody else, mm-hmm. but I really think she's talking to like either her past self, like I'm gonna make me happy, or like her future self. But I think it was just like different versions of herself um, that she was talking to. Yeah, I agree with that assessment. Like visually, I think we're we're also seeing the the evolution and growth and blooming. <laughs> Uh, yeah, of yeah. Something a lot of, of blue actually you know, <laughs> a blank canvas or something white, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. For me, what I was taking away from the the story and a lot of this message is that there was an element of like mystery 
or like or actually there was the allure uh, of mystery so you were sort of enticed and you wanted to keep things that way as the lyrics uh, sort of imply and i i don't have an answer to this but i i was amused by that especially given the butterfly flower dynamic throughout <laughs> the entire music video yeah but you 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 are on the on the the nose with that because like I believe omyohe means like something that's enticing or mysterious or yeah, <laughs> like literally yeah. translated. I think like the colors were like each uh, let's see each like phase of the transition through the this house that she's walking through. Mm-hmm. Each like room had like a kind of like a color scheme, right? It kind of starts with like a light pink in mm-hmm. like the bedroom. Or like a pinkish, you know, and then it progresses to like the kitchen, which was kind of, I guess, like gold. It was a mix of colors. Um, but then the bathroom was that teal, and then mm-hmm. um, the final, like the build up to the chorus, was it like what, white or no? Purple? Well, there oh, was gosh. a like maroon, like a yeah. deep purple. Yeah, yeah, face. the deep purple. Yeah, and I thought it was cool how the, you know they brought it around again. And everything just got more intense and more colorful. Um, like someone turned up the saturation up all the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, because this yeah. whole music video, in contrast, especially to the teaser, is like the teaser was just her in a white room in all white, you know. <laughs> and and for me, I, I, yeah, because <laughs> so I, I did really feel like, oh, okay, so she's really just like blank slate. Like this is this is the new beginning. And then we just get this yeah. splash of color yeah. in the music video. And the same with the progression of like the the butterfly, like amount of butterflies, like the amount of flowers. <laughs> it was just like it just kept growing and growing as she's, you know, I guess like either learning more. I don't know. It's just uh, it, the, the very end was like her sitting in that the whole room full of flowers, and she's got like the whole uh, elaborate dress, and and um, I don't know if you guys noticed, like she had like a like, different color like eye contact in. Oh, like an odd eye. I didn't um, realize that. It it was like a very like small thing. You, it's very hard to see in the video. But um, a, another Moo friend <laughs> sent me a picture that they had like a photo shoot, and you can tell like um, I think her left eye had like a like a hazel colored contact. Um, but like the odd eye, you know, like the concept or spiritually, it's kind mm-hmm. of like almost like an all knowing eye, or like you you have you know more knowledge of stuff. So huh. I don't know if that kind of played into it, or it was just aesthetic. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> well, I mean, there are a lot of little details in the music video. I think you were you were talking about how some of the things written on the mirror that we could barely see yeah. actually had meaning. Yeah. So I, you know, it's very hard to see, but uh, I was looking at her Instagram post and she had taken like a photo. It was a bit more clear and she turned up the contrast, but um, I jotted down some of the words that like I recognized and let's see so some of them that i saw were um cado c-a-d-d-o uh Mm -hmm. that's the matching tattoo that she has with hwasa on her neck i think um it's like a native american i i don't know exactly what uh what language it is but it comes from a native american uh background um the meaning was like skewed a bit and like i think they've admitted to it but the the word was supposed to be like friendship um okay and there's also Sophie, spelled S-O-P-H-Y, and this is her mother's uh, English name. Oh. And, and um, a lot of her, I, I don't know how many people know, like, Wien's, you know, her side hobby, like, her other love is art and drawing and painting. 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of her passion for that, yeah, uh, came from her mom because her mom is also an artist. So yeah, she even man. has like a tattoo on her on her on her finger that says Sophie, uh, in in honor of her mom. Yeah. And then the other two were Resonance, which is another matching tattoo she has with Hwasa, and that's on their the back of their Achilles, like the your Achilles tendon, like that area on your ankle. Um, yeah, side story was like uh, Hwasa like was crying from the pain. We and just handled oh, yeah, it like I a champ. Yeah, <laughs> Ian was just like, I got really? it. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Magnolia was the other one that I saw, which is uh, if you may know her first EP, EP. that she released with yeah, RBW. Yeah, yeah. It just so had I, one song. Easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that I, I assume that there is also Soar, which is I think her the second. EP title, but I didn't mm. see it. Um, but I I assume that it was also there. We just couldn't see it. Yeah, and then also in the teaser, there was it was talking about how she was she was born in a field of white magnolias. So I feel like that that also calls back to to that mentioned in the teaser and kind mm. of like again that rebirth of starting in the white flowers and then ending up where she ends in the beginning where she's a butterfly. Yeah, yeah. You guys totally blew my mind. I can't believe I I watched this like, you know, dozens of times before this recording, but I never realized until you pointed it out that it's actually a loop. I'm like, oh my God, you're right. (laughs) That was that was the first thing I noticed because again, you know, the live it's a new label, you know. They they don't necessarily have the big budget to do all the big things. So I was like I was I was on the, the immediate lookout to be like, Okay, how many sets? Oh, it actually is one set, but they're just like using it in multiple different ways. Yeah. I thought that was a really creative spin. Again, showing growth and evolution of, of a person, a character. Mm-hmm. I think all the colors also play into another uh, visual th- theme that we've seen a lot from Mamamoo, which is like surrealism. Um, they, it feels like they do a surreal concept every time they go to New Zealand, by the way. And I think this was also <laughs> filmed in New Zealand. But yeah, it, it's a visual spectacle and treat, I think, because of that out of this world surreal nature of the environment that you're being put in. Although I'll confess, like, my... I said, you know, you can smell this. I, I'm i allergic to pollen, so that was, like, my visceral <laughs> reaction. Like, oh, God. <laughs> All these plants and, and butterflies everywhere. But and then she, then you get into the bathroom and she sprays you in the face. I, yes. <laughs> Which I also tend to have an allergic reaction to, so... Uh, that, that was just my personal It's just takeaway. a video, not real. Yeah. It was it's just a Claritin commercial. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> watching right. a Clarison commercial. <laughs> hey, PPL. There you go. Um, okay, well, what did you guys think of, of the music itself, of the song? I really liked the piano parts. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you say it here that it's reverby. Yeah, it's kind of echoey and muffled at the same time. I really love that yeah. sound. I could have done... Not, it's not always there. It like, plays peekaboo. Sometimes it's emphasized and sometimes it goes into the background. Oh, I, I wish it was emphasized more. Yeah. Like, like you, you called it out when we were in that bridge, Stephanie, that like, okay, it's just stripped down, just we in and the piano, very soft, as if it's being almost being played in a big room. You, you hear that yes, far away and it makes it feel more delicate, I think, because of mm. that. And then I, I could do without the bass and the, really the drums. I thought they took up too much presence in the mix. Huh. And it, it just took away from that, you know, softer side of the song. Like, I, I just would have decreased the presence of those things. So 
I feel that maybe, maybe we'll get an acoustic version. Oh yeah, That'll, that I, would I would be look for that too. over this version. Um, did you also notice like the whistles? Like I, I don't know if that was also a play on on we her 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 name her. I don't know if that was some light whistles that you heard in, in the background of the song as well as the different parts of um, the album as a whole. So it was a sample they used uh, at different moments in the album. I did not catch yeah. that. Because oh. because we is one of those like words that means like a bunch of things. Like it means like whistle or light or or sparkling or so there's there's a bunch of different things that you can you can play on with that well i really like the bass line but <laughs> i I, like, I think she really just likes like, the one thing that you don't like yeah. <laughs> i think it was like the groovy like it was kind of not it, was, it didn't drive the song but it was kind of just like um i think without it it was it would kind of just it wouldn't have that full sound, I guess, because she has like that airy kind of breathy voice yeah. to go with the music, but then like the bass kind of like you know fills out the bottom side. I, I don't, I, I appreciate. Yeah, like, I, I think it would totally change the color and the feeling of the song. Yeah, yeah if it didn't I have agree. the bass and the drums, and I, I, I think I would the like lower to hear frequencies for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess what I would say, like instead of the like. For the record, like I am so for funky, groovy bass lines, uh, <laughs> but just with the concept and message of, of this song, I would have opted for something like um, more synths, like more chords, more synths in, in, in those tones that could maybe help like resonate uh, the, those lower tones and that presence a little bit more. That that would be my production choice. I'm, I'm sure there are reasons why they didn't, because I think they were mm-hmm. trying to create like a more of a. It was the heart. It was the pulse. You know, keeping it moving forward. But yeah. I I could have done with a, a bit of uneasiness, honestly, because that that's kind of the point of of the message of the the mystery, right? Like you you don't always know, you know, where this is going. And I think I would have gotten that a little bit more without a thumping percussion and groovy baseline. So I just thought of something. So. I don't know. Well, you said we could talk about anything, so I'm yeah. going to talk about acid. So, oh, <laughs> all <do>. right. <laughs> so it's funny you said like it's like the heartbeat, you know, the thing that was driving the song, and you kind of liked maybe if it was leaving you feeling a little uneasy, like you know, could have been a different feel. Um, like when you're on acid, you want that person to be like. This is whatever you're feeling right now is not reality. And they're like grounding you and bringing you back down. So that's the baseline for me was like, I'm here on Earth. Um, the anchor. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> and it's funny because like Alice in Wonderland, you know, people relate that to like LSD all the time. So, right. That's what yes. I was thinking too. <laughs> Tying it in. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, and just in terms of uh, other artists in the scene, like I think what we're talking about, um, the bass line and the drums, in in my in my basic opinion, takes it from the realm of Sudan and Haze. Right. Instead, it takes it over into IU Taeyeon territory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like just in terms of the the character, the personality you're trying to show. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, all all of them are excellent artists. So. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just interesting as we're we're talking about the different musical choices, just all the directions you could have taken, and like, right. it, it, you know, none of these are are wrong or incorrect 
choices, but it, it just kind of illustrates, you know, the opportunities and choices that she had to to bring this character and this persona to life. You know, a lot of people, when we're talking about like, oh, is we going to stay with RBW? Is she going to leave? A lot of my friends were like, I bet she's going to go to AOMG. Because like, yeah, I, <laughs> we all had this impression that, you know, she liked, you know, that hip hop, like R&B type of right. songs, which I mean, she does. She does great at. But like, um, yeah, I guess that's just not what she wanted to do. So, yeah. She does a and, and there's, there's so many other factors that go into picking a business partner. Exactly. Right? Yeah. True. I mean, True. Jay Park just steps down. Like, who knows yeah. what's going on over there? Like, <laughs> Maybe she dodged a bullet with that. Just right? Like, yeah. She knew. Uh, yeah, I don't she know what's going to happen to them. Yeah. yeah. I, did, I did see in her interview that she had one of her radio interviews that was talking about how how Dindin, who is one of her friends, was like really like part of like, hey, you can trust Ravi. Like Ravi is going to be the person that could help you, you know, continue whatever artistic direction that you want to go in. That's awesome. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, like you're saying, she really wanted that hands-on approach, like a another artist to really partner with her and yeah, yeah bring the vision to life. Okay. Well, any other final thoughts on the song album itself? I just love the album. Uh, just the contrast from the first three songs. It was kind of more. You know, dreamy, mysterious, like softer. And then that fourth track, it was like the interlude called Deserve. Mm-hmm. So just like this like sultry, like yeah. jazzy, like that article that I was reading, it was like jazz yeah. bar or whatever. All right. So really quick on the audio. When I heard this song, I thought that it reminded me of another song that came out a few years ago. And so I don't know. I might be crazy, but y'all can tell me what you think. It's uh, Ye Song and Chung Ha, What You Doing? Or Chigum Chigum Odia. And I think mm. part of it is that this song, What You Doing, has Mohe, Mohe, <laughs> which sounds a little like Omyohe, but yeah, I think yeah. the, the overall vibe is similar as well. I like them both. What you doing, what you doing, what you doing? That is a good song. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. But yeah, because I, I, I listened to it, I was like, oh my God, Huin and Yesung in a club yeah. would be amazing. Ooh. Right? What is Yesung up to anyway? Wake him up. <laughs> All right. I mean, are there so, any other uh, the, final the thoughts? SM Retirement Home. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've said it before, but I'm I'm like really proud of Huyen for like just like doing what she wants to do. And I'm like I'm here for all her like her metamorphosis, you know, her her changes. Also, oh side note, another tattoo that she has are the two butterflies. So um it's on her right arm. It's so weird that I know like all these like little you know, like exactly where they are, but um but yeah, um she has like a lot of tattoos actually. I think she's the most in Mamamoo. Um but of course, you know, they have to like cover it up and she's yeah. always wearing like long sleeves because, you know, Korea. So um but well, she yeah. seems like the one with the highest pain tolerance, so I'm not surprised. She keeps getting a just for fun, right? Like <laughs> But yeah, that um, doesn't sound like fun to me. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really like happy for her. Um, and she is my bias. So, um, I have like, you know, I have like behind me, I don't know if you can see it, like the top of this like orange thing here. Uh, it's, it's my Huyen Seasons greetings. I've like already ordered her like albums. Um, I want to display them all cause I just, I love her, like just her artistry and, and I just support her so much and, uh, just like random but she's also an only child i'm an only child um so um you know i think she was really close to her family too especially her grandma um and her grandma actually like passed like i forget when exactly but she kind of opened up about it um like i think it was like right before they they like debuted oh shoot uh oh, Representative Mumu is having a brain fart, but um, you know <laughs> she was really forgiven. close with her. Yeah, <laughs> she really close with her family, and like I'm really close with my family, and um, like she like actually didn't have enough uh, money uh, to stay with the other three members of Mama Mu when they were first uh, starting out. Mm-hmm. They lived in like a rooftop apartment together. Um, it was Mumbyo, uh, Solar, and Hwasa. But she would like visit them all the time because it's like, you know, the sisters she never had growing up and it's like really sweet. So anyway, I digress again about <laughs> Mama Moo and Huyin, but yeah, I, I love this album. I'm, I've been replaying it like as I'm working. It's like the perfect vibe for what I need to get through the day. Oh, yeah. What, what other songs were people's favorite on the album? I think I liked Paraglide a lot. Ooh, I like Pastel. Pastel gets stuck in my head a lot. Yeah. Yeah, pastel and then pink cloud. Mm. Just because like that that imagery yeah. is just yeah. so lovely. Pink cloud sounds like a perfume thing, huh? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> spray Peter in the face again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think I had a single favorite. I, I think mm-hmm. it was just the overall vibe I got from the cohesive album as a whole. It had a very good start and finish. I mean, you know, it's not like you're working with like a ton of different ingredients here, but it just all felt very cohesive and deliberate. So it had a good flow, like a song would end and I would double take because it felt like it was all one long song. Mm, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I feel that. Also, if it makes you feel better, Peter, I didn't mention it earlier, but uh, when you're mentioning you didn't realize the house, she had gone through it, you know, multiple times. It took me about my fifth time watching the video. I was like, oh. <laughs> that's the same room <laughs> that's the same bathroom <laughs> yeah thanks makes me feel better <laughs> okay well that all being said taking everything into account the message lyrics concept song and just how we felt about the album is we in's om myohe or make me happy daybuck or First, what yeah. do you think? Daybok. Okay, Peter. <laughs> I feel so bad, but I'm sorry, guys. It's not Daybok. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Peter, so sorry. We're coming in with a surprise <laughs> nut. I'm out of here now. <laughs> <laughs> Just up. kidding. Quick. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a I, quick defense? I mean, you heard the constructive things I had to say uh, mm-hmm. about the song. Um, I think with some tweaks, it would be Tabak, you know, pretty close. Um, but also, I, I think I could have used more of the, um, like the album as a whole is really bright. But I, I think I could have used something that's um, darker. Yeah, darker. Not necessarily darker, but just like 
I don't know, lower counterculture. Mm. True enough, it, it's, it's what th- this is weird as she wants to be presented. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's just not my artistic. Yeah, it sounds like flavoring. you were expecting the AOMG queen to come in. This oh, I was gonna yes. say some AOMG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Peter, I, I will back you up. I feel the same way. It's barely a knot for me. I preferred her oh. last album and the R&B Even though collapsed. it was rushed. Yeah. Even though it was rushed, I really enjoyed it. I was like, that's my girl right there. Hit it. You know, <laughs> this one, like like I said, it just reminds me of so many other artists in a way mm. that I, I don't think I'll remember it that much. Mm. Okay. I, it's a day box for me because, because, like I said at the top, like I, for Queen, I, I was coming into this like trying to figure out like how she sets herself apart and like what her color is apart from Mamamoo, and I feel like because this was just her in every track, I got, I, I get her now. I feel like, or at least I'm like beginning to see like what her color is. Okay, so Mumus, you can attack me. <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> Tell me all the reasons why I'm flawed as a human being. <laughs> Drop that Twitter handle. They just want to talk. They just want yeah. to talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, we just right. want to talk. Yeah. <laughs> just come out I, back. I think, you know, that also, there, there's some really profound, you know, elements and themes and topics here that we've we've discussed. Um, so I think it's got artistic merit, to be sure. Beautiful video. Yeah. But I guess my opinion is just not my... All right, you, you don't have to... <laughs> we don't have to go into it again. Okay, okay. Yeah, time to um, wrap up. Yeah, <laughs> but by the way, I think uh, funky bass guitars and... Or funky bass lines and um, chicken scratch uh, disco guitars are in. Yes. Like, oh, it, yeah, the, definitely. Yeah, last year, this year, not going away. Kind of like the pandemic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So let, let's let's uh, promote your stuff in closing. So, Amanda, why, why don't you kick us off? Where, where can people find you online or uh, things you want to promote? Sure. Yeah. So uh, my IG handle is Kimchi Squat Cakes. K I M C H I. It's it started off as a training log. I'm a competitive powerlifter. So um, shout out Ooh. to all my powerlifters. Um, a lot. Yeah. Thanks. A lot of my friends. We love listening to K-pop or just Korean music in general at the gym. Um, but it is yeah. the ideal gym music. It, right. it Especially is. Especially the is. banger clangers. Yes. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, I. I, I love it. Um, I just competed in a powerlifting meet in November, and I'm trying to compete in one in June. Um, but yeah, just training and listening to music, to Korean music all the time. So uh, yeah, so my IG handle, it's a training log. Oh, sorry. Back it up. Sorry. IG handle is Kimchi Squat Cakes. It's a training log, but I also post like food and stuff, literally and stuff. It's it's a whole mix of stuff. So. <laughs> And kimchi, yeah. I presume there's kimchi to be found. Um, occasionally, I think more squats and okay. uh, you know a lot of cakes. So, mm, hey. <laughs> okay, okay, those, those cakes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just just saying. Yes, it, actually, yes. <laughs> hey. All right, I'm gonna subscribe right now. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and Peter. Oh, I'm at DJ Peter Low. Oh, I, oh Michaela- I've got something to promote. Um, oh, really? I've got a couple oh. of K-pop gigs coming up in February. So, Ooh, tell um, us. 
Yeah, I've got. If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, you can come out to. Uh, what, oh my God, what day is it? It's a uh, Saturday. February 12th, right? Yes, yeah, that yes. one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like Guildhouse in San Jose. So come on out. San Jose. Random dance yeah. game. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> local dance teams. Then we'll also uh, featuring Sohyun, right, Peter? <laughs> oh, featuring Sohyun. What? Funny story. Oh. I, I shared with a few of you, but like, um, the promoter, like, I gave him a headshot of me for the for the you know flyers and stuff, and then I I said in, in jest like you know. You know, put me next to my bias or whatever. They're like, okay, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> they, they actually put me next to Soyeon. Yeah. So picture of me and Soyeon, like her, her, like you know, her arm really? is like on my shoulder, sort of thing. Oh my so. god, yeah, it's, a, it's a, it's a good edit. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, join me and Soyeon. You need to get I, that I, I blown up that. into a cardboard. <laughs> Great. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Well, I'm at Michaela J K Pop on Twitter. Yep, I'm at S Parker Two on Twitter. You can tweet all of us at the K-pop Cast, and even more if you enjoy the critical thinking aspects of the podcast. Want to dive into some of those controversial issues, hard conversations in K-pop? You can come join us in the K-pop Cast Slack and subscribe to our spicy newsletter. Links to those are in the description of the episode. I feel so like wrong for saying that this was a not K-pop song. Oh, it's okay. This Moo Moo forgets. It's too late. <laughs> it's on the record. <laughs> no. I don't know. It, it was really close for me. Awesome. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah. yeah. Up. yeah. Okay. See you, everyone. Thanks. We'll catch you all again next week. Bye. 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 Bye.